Welcome to CBS Soap Dish Recap, a podcast about your favorite CBS soaps. Each week, we deliver the best hard-hitting analysis of the previous week of The Young and the Restless and The Bold and the Beautiful. Now, here's your hosts. Okay, so what were you saying? We kind of got a break right in there, but it's still in real time when I upload it. So (laughs) So what were you Um, saying? So I was saying it seemed like they were so they were showing flashbacks of when Nate and Devon got into that altercation. Mm-hmm. So it just makes me it makes me think that the writers are going to stir up some type of drama between the two of them again, and I don't understand why. And I hate that they're doing that because I want to see Chancellor and went the Chancellor's Winter merger. Like I mm-hmm. want to see that be successful because I'm tired of it just being the Newmans and the Abbots. Right. And, Devon has plenty of money. Chancellor is a big enough corporation. And even Devon's corporation is, you know, of course, it hasn't been around as long as the uh, as the other three. But, you know, he's up and coming. Mm-hmm. So I would like to see them successful. Like, I don't want, I'm hoping that they're not setting them up to fall apart already. Already. I mean, they're just getting out the gate. Yeah. You know. Um yeah, I I'm just glad well, I mean, he did step on some toes, meaning Nate mm-hmm. to do what he did, even though mm-hmm. Lily acknowledged the fact that, you know, she had to admit it was a good move because it brought in big new business, but it's still not sitting right with Devon and like you just said, the writers are now they just started working together and now all of a sudden we got infighting amongst the group. You know? And, okay, so what do you think about this whole thing? Because Amani has been, I I don't know what you've seen because you say you really didn't see a lot with Amani this week. I mean, other than the, mainly what I remember about Amani was all the drama with Nate mm-hmm. or not with Nate but between her and Amanda because mm-hmm. you know she's obviously pursuing Nate um and being like ridiculously flirty with him mm-hmm. um and Amanda basically warning her off of that but I don't remember seeing anything like as far as the press conference was concerned other than you know she's she was the one that was kind of encouraging him to speak up about his ideas Mm-hmm. Um, to put his stuff like his ideas into action yeah but was there anything else that she did that was pretty much you 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 pretty much saw everything so okay. um for one thing amanda was walking around there trying to play mother hen to amani because of course amani like you said said was busy trying to sniff around nate and then she got this this guy from accounting to be her date when in all actuality she was just he was just there for visuals not actually her being interested in this guy Mm -hmm. um and then she got to the point you know 
after Amanda was like, I forbid you to say anything to him again. And I'm like, now, you, do you really think that makes sense? Because mm-hmm. as much as it's bad that, okay, she's trying to go for what she want or whatever you want to call it, trying to tell this grown woman what to do, <clears throat> she had to know it wasn't going to work. <clears throat> Excuse yeah. me. She had to know it wasn't going to work and that Amani was going to double down. I mean, do she remember at one point how they started off? Did you actually think that all that just went away? Right. <laughs> so. And my thing is, I mean, her getting in the middle of that. So I think maybe from Amanda's point of view, she's friends mm-hmm. with um, Elena. Mm-hmm. You know, they're all like intertwined in some way. And she, mm-hmm. you know, probably doesn't want, she probably doesn't, she's probably looking out for Elena as well. Um, mm-hmm. But my thing is, I would just tell Elena, like, look, I know you have some concerns there. Just so you know, I'm not encouraging it. Um, I hope this doesn't affect our friendship. But I also right. don't want to get in the middle of it because I don't, I'm, I'm not her mom. I, I can't tell her what to do. And really, Nate should be the one shutting her down. Exactly. Have to come from Amanda or Elena putting uh, Amani in check. Nate should be the one telling her like, "This this is inappropriate. I have a girlfriend. I'm in love. We live together. Like, I'm not interested." And he's not doing that. He's playing the oh, she's she's just being friendly, blah blah blah. And it's like, no, Nate, she's not. Don't don't be naive. <laughs> mm-hmm. Like there's no there's no way that he can't see that Amani is being flirtatious with him and is clearly interested in him. Yeah, the thing is, um, a lot of people were saying they was calling this karma on Elena. <laughs> yeah, some people was calling it karma because of how her and um. Nate started in the first place. You were between, you went between two cousins. And I mean, because she was with Devon and then she couldn't help herself because her and Nate was working together and she was catching feelings for Nate. She Mm -hmm. acted on it. They ended up together. It ended Nate's, well, Nate ended his own career because he was part of that too. I can't Mm -hmm. put that all on her because he was an active participant. Right. But then it caused that whole fight where the man got his hand broke. Yeah. You know, um, when Devon had socked them when they were at, um, what was that, the Grand Phoenix. Mm-hmm. So a lot of, there are some of the fans that's like, well, you know, Elena, hey, y'all started out on BS. You know how the story go. You end out on BS. <laughs> so right. <laughs> And I don't, um, so I won't. I don't know if I'll say it's karma for mm-hmm. Elena, but it's. Mm-hmm. I definitely wouldn't feel bad for her. I will put it that way. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, you know the thing is though. Um, I honestly, I mean, I, I wouldn't mind seeing Nate and her together though. I wouldn't either, really. You know, I think Amani and Nate would be a good look. That's hey, it might be an unpopular opinion, but. Yeah, there's some people. You know what? She she brings what Hillary had. So mm-hmm. they yep. had. You, right. you, you see what I'm saying, huh? Mm-hmm. 
Yeah, she kind of got how Hillary personality was. I agree. You know, um, and so there are some folks that don't want her there. They Some of them was like, she needs to be going off the show. And I'm like, really? Just, no, I just hate still out. Like, I get that there are characters that can be frustrating or annoying or like Mia, for instance. Mm-hmm. I couldn't stand her because she was just straight up disrespectful. Like, she just caused problems for no reason at all. But she also, like, brought that good drama to the show. And she mm-hmm. made those storylines interesting, the ones that the ones that she was involved in. So it was like classic soap opera drama with her. Right. So it was good to have her there. So I don't know. I, I don't like when people always talk about how they want a certain character to just go away just because they're causing problems. And it's like, the show would be boring without characters like that. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I had a whole conversation two days ago where this woman... And she was in the group, and I just—I have posted something about Sheila Carter, which <laughs> that's a whole another conversation in the second half of the show. Mm-hmm. But you know, she was like, you know, she's a horrible person. Somebody need—I mean, she was really vile in her comment. And I said, mm-hmm. and I, what I like to do in some of the comments is kind of bring people back to reality. Mm-hmm. So, you know, I'll say something like what I did in this statement, which was I said Kimberlyn Brown is an excellent and not this isn't your comment. So because I know I said something similar to you when I text you this morning, but this mm-hmm. was somebody totally different. I told mm-hmm. her Kimberlyn Brown is an excellent actress. I said the show wouldn't have the dramatic effect if she wasn't there. And she was like, you know what? Sadly, you're right. Some mm-hmm. I don't know. Sometimes people psychologically get so caught up in the soaps that they kind of connect it as real, and they really hate these people. I mean, mm-hmm. I don't know if you were aware with um, Michelle Stafford because I saw that. Oh, yeah, it was crazy. It was crazy, mm-hmm. and even the guy that plays Eric Forrester when he was. Um, going through this whole thing with that whole entanglement back then and he was allowing Carter and Quinn to sleep together he got a lot of hate for that yeah that's some. sometimes people just go overboard girl I couldn't <laughs> yeah I mean I get it I mean was she going off the the way Michelle Stafford acted the past two three weeks um, mm-hmm. when she was going off the rails with this whole thing with Diane and Jack and stuff, the girl acted the hell out of that role. Mm-hmm. But it connected mm-hmm. so deeply to people that people thought she was going crazy, and they went on to Michelle Stafford's social media attacking her, and she was like, "Look, let me introduce you to who I am. I'm not Phyllis Newman. I mean Phyllis Summers. I'm Michelle Stafford. You should mm-hmm. not have to do that." Yeah, you shouldn't. Not at all. You know, and so (laughs) I didn't get a chance to talk about that in the previous podcast. But, I mean, and it happened with reality TV. It's, you get a villain on the show, and, you know, and then we'll come right back, because I don't want to go too far off the rails. But you get a villain on the show, like, 
there's one villain on Married at First Sight Australia. She's not even welcome in the country of the United Kingdom over what people <laughs> saw on TV show. She's hated in Australia and she's now she went to visit friends and family in the UK and people are rallying around trying not to let her in the country. That's how bad this thing is. <laughs> is that that's a reality show, isn't it? Right, but it's not so reality because they make up storylines. I, you know, I talk to a lot of these people and cast members and some of the producers, and mm-hmm. so a lot of them, even though they're not supposed to, and that's why I won't reveal any names. You mm-hmm. know, a lot of them say, you know, this is stuff that people behind the cameras asked us to do, asked us to mm-hmm. say. They trigger us to do certain things. It's a dark world behind reality TV, but the people that's watching don't realize it. Yeah, I, I guess the only thing I'll say about that is if it, it, it's reality show versus a soap opera right. show, mm-hmm. and on a reality show, you're supposed to be portraying your own self. Like, but right, right. we understand that producers like feed drama, they make up storylines and stuff like that, but it's still supposed to be a reality show. So whatever you're, whatever you're showing on that show from you is what people, people try to believe you are. Right. Because mm-hmm. it's not, it's not a scripted show. It's not written. It's reality. So that's a little bit different, but mm-hmm. I think, I think sometimes people just in general get too wrapped up in other people's lives and yeah. just take, I don't know, take things a little too seriously when it's like, this is not affecting you in any way. <laughs> but I mean, Move even on. at that extent, to tell somebody that, you know, I hope the state officials keep you from coming into the country. Are you serious? You know, yeah, and that's so overboard. that's overboard. That's how deep this stuff runs. And with, you know, back to the soaps, like you just said, it's 100% fiction. Mm-hmm. It's fiction. It's people that's given a script that's got multiple takes that they're acting out. Michelle, you know, Phyllis Newman or Phyllis Summers or Nikki Newman or Victor or, or Sheila Carlin. These are not real. These are characters on a script. And, you know, it's just so unfortunate that, you know, we were talking about Amani and how people want her to go because they just don't like her personality and she's a horrible person. It's like, but you wouldn't watch if everything was just slow and boring. Right. So that's why they build the contrast. But at some point, at what what point do you disconnect that this is a soap versus you attacking these people? Yeah. Unfortunately, there are some people that just don't. They just, they're they're so wrapped up in these shows. Mm Mm-hmm. That some of them just can't, they can't disconnect the two. Yeah. I will say Kimberlyn Brown is a good sport because she's always on IG almost every day or every other day. And she shows her human side, how she likes to go fishing. And she hangs Mm -hmm. out with her husband and she hangs out with the other cast members. And she's shopping at antique stores. So it kind of show like, okay, wait a minute, this is not, this is TV. Kimberlyn Brown is a regular everyday woman who has a family. You know, she, she probably almost feels like she has to do it because her mm. most popular character is 
a woman that is a you know, psychopath. Yeah, a psychopath. So she probably feels like I have to make sure people see this on social media so they know, like, this is me. I'm not my character. I'm not a psychopath in real life. I've never been in jail. You know what I mean? Yeah. I mean, she do cooking videos. She, you know, her and Rena Sofer teamed up to do, because Rena Sofer has her own woodworking business. So she bought mm-hmm. this beautiful vase from, from Rena Sofer, who is Quinn, um, for those guys, because people don't know, everybody don't know all the actors and actresses' names. The woman that plays Quinn, she has her own woodworking business. So they were hanging out, her and Catherine Kelly Lang. I even posted a video with her and Jacqueline hanging out, you know, so I, yeah. like you say, she has to show that to keep people grounded on who yeah. she really is. I like seeing the the different videos and stuff and pictures of them going to each other's events or just like hanging out as friends, mm-hmm. especially like with um, Jacqueline McGinnis Wood and, um, and is it Annika or Annika? Uh, I heard them call, I heard the other actors call her Annika and I've heard Anika. So I guess we need to find out from her what, how to pronounce her name. But I like when they post pictures together of them hanging out because it kind of brings people back to reality of not really enemies. Like we are on the show. Like it's okay. Yeah, because they (laughs) tried to start. I remember when that whole thing was happening between Steffi and Hope back in the day and it was really bad the way that they portray both of them on Bold and the Beautiful, there were people coming on the outside of the show trying to say that they're not friends in real mm-hmm. life. They hate each other. And they actually yep. had to come and tell people, no, we're great friends. <laughs> what yeah. are you talking about? That's yeah, probably so- been one of the really good things of, about social media is that the actors are able to really show that, show the other side of, of themselves and also show that in real life, they're not we're not enemies with the other actors on the show in real life. Like there's no yeah. competition. We're not fighting over a man in real life. Yeah. 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 So yeah, it's interesting, but you know, I like Amani. I honestly think that she should stick around and, you know, this is the soap opera. So if, mm-hmm. if by chance, you know, Nate ends up with her, it wouldn't be surprising. You know what I'm saying? And, mm-hmm. Um, I don't condone cheating, but on the soaps, it is what it is. You know what I'm saying? So, and who knows? Maybe if they do end up together, it'll be done the right way. Maybe he'll realize that his feelings for Elena have changed and he's more interested in the type of woman that Amani is and decides mm-hmm. to break up with her. So, yeah, because I think that's what it leading to. Because also this week, um, Elena wasn't able to make the event because she couldn't get off work. Yeah. And she was tired and, you know, so they look like they're going in that direction. Yeah. Yeah, yep. they do. All right. Uh, Nate was very supportive. Yeah, like, Nate was. He, he came understood. home and he was very supportive, you know. Yeah. Um, Let's talk about this whole thing with Jack and Diane because that was a little bit this week. I, do you think that they're actually bringing them together? I I think at some point they, yes, they will end up together. Yeah. I really, I do. I think that's going to happen. <laughs> now, now, I got a question for you and I know this happened last week or the mm-hmm. week before. 
and I didn't get, you know, I, we might have talked about it. What do you think about how Phyllis and Jack ended? I didn't expect it to happen as fast as it did. Mm-hmm. Like, I thought that it was going to drag out for another few weeks. And then he was finally going to be, like, over Phyllis's dramatics. Mm-hmm. Um, so I was surprised when he when he ended it, when he was like, this isn't, I don't, I don't want to do this with you. Like, I don't want to go through this drama. You're, she's basically obsessed with Diane right now. Mm-hmm. Um, and he doesn't want to go down that road of having to listen to her constantly um, complain about Diane or to do like the little, those little scenes that she would set up that Diane would walk in on. Mm-hmm. Like, he was over it. So I, I was surprised that it ended as quick as it did, but I'm kind of glad that he did it because she, I mean, she was totally blindsided by it. She didn't, she didn't see that coming. Like yeah. none of us saw that coming. But you know, she's been playing games for a very long time. Yeah, she has. And I, I'm glad that he called her out on it instead mm-hmm. of just looking past it or just, you know, giving her a little, a little tap on her hand, mm-hmm. telling her to stop. Um, he actually like held her accountable in a way and was like, I, I don't, I'm not going to sit here and listen to you complain about her all day long. Like you're ruining, you're basically ruining um, the time that we're spending together by bringing her up and complaining about her and finding reasons to complain about her. Mm-hmm. And if Phyllis was a mature adult, she would just let it go. Right. And had she just let it go, then she, her and Jack wouldn't be broken up right now. Mm-hmm. But I mean, this is your son-in-law's mother. This, you know, this is your daughter's mother-in-law. Mm-hmm. You're gonna have to come to grips with the fact that Kyle wants his mom in his life right now. Mm-hmm. There's nothing that she can do about that. And then for her to try to get Summer involved, yeah, that's now you're you're walking into the territory of possibly ruining Summer's marriage. Mm-hmm. So I don't know. I, I'm kind of I was happy with the way Summer responded to her mm-hmm. and basically told her like, no, I'm. I'm staying out of this. Like, this isn't, you're not going to drag me into your drama, basically. I mean, that's what she's saying now. But this week, when uh, the reaction that she gave when Jack told her and Kyle that he went out to dinner with Diane, it was mm-hmm. almost like she was disappointed. Yeah. Like, Don't start acting like your mom, Summer. <laughs> yeah. I mean, she needs to take <clears throat> the lead of what well she needs to kind of let Kyle navigate this with his mama mm-hmm. and you know and both Victor and Phyllis was trying to use Summer in different ways Yep, you know and um, Phyllis this is her fault I mean you spent months first of all and you remember this conversation we had back in the fall Mm-hmm. About the whole thing, how she blew up that relationship to uh, with Nick, all because mm-hmm. of something Jack said. Yep. She went and found all these different things to sabotage her own relationship with Nick just to get out. And then when she get out, you know, Jack was like, well, I mean, 
I think we should be friends. Then you play cat. Both of them was playing cat and mouse for a very long time. Yeah. Talking right about until Diane came into town. Until Diane came in, and then all of a sudden, you want to be kissy face with Jack. Of course, you know, when Diane said, you know, you're just trying to mark your territory, and then she lashed out a couple weeks ago talking about how good it was to mark her territory. I mean, what mm-hmm. did you expect? Did right. you expect Jack to be like, oh, well, it was just the heat in the moment and Diane triggered her. No, you said exactly what you needed to say or what you yeah. wanted to say. Yep. So. But of course Jack- you're blaming it on Diane. It's like, that's because you are allowing Diane to control your emotions right now instead of right. just being an adult and controlling them yourself. You are absolutely right because she blamed everything when she was talking to Amanda, when she was talking to Jack. I mean, it's Diane. It's the, I'm like, oh, Michelle is acting that role very well, but people was saying Phyllis needs some counseling. I mean, <laughs> she kind of does. I mean, she was really <laughs> triggered by this woman. Yeah, she was. And Amanda was like, and I was glad Amanda said, look, you can't blame everything on Diane. This is you. I was too. I was, I was, I was happy to hear her say that too. And that's the definition of a real friend. Cause a real friend is going to be like, kind of hold you accountable. Like, no nah, girl, that ain't it. That's you. I'm going to tell you the truth. Cause she could have been co-signing like, girl, yeah, Diane is crazy. She shouldn't be here. Nope. Amanda was like, no nah, girl. Uh, you might want to look at yourself. (laughs) (laughs) And that was refreshing because you rarely see that. Right. Rarely. Rarely. Just like they need to say something to Nikki Newman. It's Mm -hmm. like, girl, go sit down somewhere. Diane ain't even bothering you. Right. You keep running up in her face. (laughs) (laughs) This is the second time because that happened at the at the uh, lunch party as well. Diane comes up in there now, whether she was coming in for a spa or whether she was coming in. But I gotta say, Jack did say to her, "You did see that sign out there outside that door, so it's not like you didn't know what was going on in here when you got here." Right. So, but she, go ahead. I was going to say, that's the thing that Diane is, I don't know if I would say she's good at doing it, but Mm -hmm. she likes to, she likes to play dumb when Mm -hmm. it comes to like her popping up at events like she did with, with that um, press conference or like she did at Mariah and um, Tessa's wedding. And it's Mm -hmm. like, you are, you're just now coming back into town you are just, you're trying to get back into your son's life and this isn't the way to do it. Like, there's no need for you to pop up at places where you know you're going to cause confrontation. And it was at Phyllis's hotel. Why would you want to go back to Phyllis's hotel? Like, for a spa, because you can do that at the athletic club. Right. So, it's like she she does it on the sly. She causes issues on the sly. Like, she tries to play innocent. Mm-hmm. But she knows what she's doing when she does stuff like that. Yeah. I mean, seriously. And she 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 knows, like you said, she knows how to poke the bear. But she also tried, like, you play dumb. And then she's calm about it. 
because she'll see people like Phyllis and Nikki act out and then she'll look at them like, you're making yourself look like a fool. Yeah. <laughs> yep. That she's she's good at making people look stupid. <laughs> mm, but you know what? Honestly, it's they you have to be accountable for your actions because Nikki didn't have to go over there. Right. She didn't. She could have stayed off in the corner and grumbled with her husband. Look at that yep. woman. I can't believe she's here. No, she had to run up on her and start going off. You know, so it's like, I get it. She triggers people when she comes into the room. But the next move is, what do you do next? Do you go up and act a fool? Or do you go and say, you know what? I ain't giving her the time of day. Because exactly. the opposite of, of love is not hate. It's indifference. Mm-hmm. So if you really, you know, don't like this person, <clears throat> and that person is trying to trigger you, the best way to get back at a person that's doing that is indifference. Because you don't give them any power. Yep, I'm a firm believer in that. Yeah, girl. <laughs> I had to, Listen, years ago, you know, it was a, when I was in my 20s, it was different. As you get old, it's like, oh, no, gang, girl, please, don't so well. Because mm-hmm. <laughs> why, why expand all your energy mm-hmm. dealing with somebody that you know is trying to get under your skin and you know they're right. trying to trigger you in some way. Right. Like you're you're giving them Phyllis is giving Diane what she wants right now. Exactly. That's why that smirk is on her face. That's mm-hmm. why she let her I mean all that energy and it's screaming and it's you and she's flustered and even with Nikki, both of them. Diana's looking at them like, man, I really get under your skin. Yeah, you know what it reminds me of, like in sports, like basketball or football, when your opponent trips you or pinches you or does something like real low undercover on the slide that nobody else sees but you, but then you give this huge reaction to it and then you end up getting penalized because you push that person back or you do something to retaliate against that person, but nobody else saw what that person actually did to you. So now you look like the bad guy. Yep. That's what it reminds me of. Yeah, I know a couple of players that come to mind that that happens with all the time. And one of them just won the NBA Finals. (laughs) Yeah. Draymond Green always gets triggered. Yes. Somebody could do just a little bit and he will go off. You know, so yeah, I know what you're talking about. Um, that's why you have to be in control of your reactions because some people will try to trigger your reactions and get a rise out of you. And it's usually in a position where you look like the bad guy. Right. That can happen at work. I've, I've experienced that at work. They'll do something just to get you to react so you can look crazy. No. Mm-mm. Right. <laughs> <laughs> so with, um, with these two, you know, Nikki is pissed off about, and who made that statement? Jill. Because Jill was the on this week, too. Jill mm-hmm. seems pretty calm around Diane. I found yeah. that pretty interesting. Even though she tried to kind of throw little mild darts at Diane, but at the same time, she was like, listen, I've been in your shoes. I've been mm-hmm. a hated person myself. Yep. <laughs> <clears throat> So, 
you know, I and she was like, you know what, what are you really after? And she was like, you know, I'm here for my son. And she was like, you after Jack too. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, Jill, Jill basically called it how she saw it. Yeah. And Diane, <clears throat> that first, what you know, wasn't forthcoming with it, but mm-hmm. finally she was like, I mean, if the opportunity presented itself, yeah. I would be stupid to pass that up. Yeah. I mean, and she was honest about it, and Jill didn't say anything. I mean, because Jill been in that position. Mm-hmm. You know, when she was with John Abbott, and when she was with Philip Chancellor, and, you know, she she took opportunities because she was, she said, from one fellow schemer to another. At least she know who she is. <laughs> right. That's what, I, that's what I appreciate about Jill, is that she... <laughs> She doesn't try to act like um, she's Miss Morality and high and mm-hmm. light. Mm-hmm. And that's what I say, because Phyllis is doing herself a disservice because she's always ostracized by mm-hmm. both the Abbots and the Newmans. And then you want to come in here when it comes to Diane. And granted, I understand they got a history, but you're not that far off. Right. You know, and one thing I did hear, <clears throat> Jill's, hold on, <clears throat> excuse me, one of the things I did hear Jill say is, um, well, she, dang, I lost my thoughts just as fast. She was telling, <laughs> um, she was telling Diane that, oh, God, it was right there, girl, and I lost it. <laughs> Wait, who was that. telling Diane something? Yeah, when she was sitting at the table. Oh, yeah. Mm-hmm. It was the part where, um, you know, when they were talking back and forth, I'm trying to get that one part. Um, was Jack still there? Or no, Jack was gone. This was in that conversation she had. Oh, when she was saying how she was, wasn't was one of the people in the park that night. So that should uh, <clears throat> that should stand for something. She was like, I'm not, I, I wasn't one of the people in that park that night that was trying to pretty much take you out. So that should stand for something. And so, of course, they kind of calmed Diane down. But that goes back to what I wanted to say about Nikki is that she was so pissed off about being a main suspect. And it's like, well, your butt shouldn't have been in the park that night. Mm-hmm. You didn't have to, I mean, there was a list of people that came after her. And granted, I know that, you know, Diane at that time did some crazy things, but it's like you were only a suspect because you made yourself one. <laughs> so I can't remember how that that whole incident played out. Well, there was some blackmail and stuff involved, right? Mm-hmm. And so they wanted her gone. And they knew she, uh, I think, who was that? Was it Nick? Somebody was meeting her there, and everybody knew about it. So they were all trying to figure out a way to get to her. And it came out that Nikki was the one that bashed her with a rock. Mm -hmm. And we, you know, as far as we thought, because Maura West was was that version of Diane at the time. Yeah. But she left the show because I think she's back on either Days or General Hospital, right? I don't know. I don't watch those other soaps. But I know she's on another soap. So they had to exit her out. But then now, 10 years later, because it's been 10 or 11 years since that storyline ended, 
they bring back the original Diane. So that's what that that's what I know is going on with that situation. So I could be wrong. There could be some missing pieces. Yeah. But um yeah, you know, I just thought that was interesting because they're so mad about you made all of us a, a suspect. No, you made yourself a suspect when you put yourself in the park. I would say more so when she hit Diana on the head, not necessarily being in the park. Like, I can go to the park. Yeah. You got to accuse me of something. But yeah, she did. Right. That's different. Right. That's her. You're right about that, Doctor. You know, you got to add that caveat to it. You the one landed the rock to her skull. So. Yeah. Yeah. Um. Okay. So let's move it to Long. Unless you had anything else with that whole Diane and Jack and. Mm-mm. Okay. Nope. So. There's this storyline where Victor is trying to manipulate Victoria to come back to the company by putting Adam as CEO of Newman Enterprises. Mm-hmm. <laughs> what do you think about all that? Well, he's clearly using Adam. Mm-hmm. And for whatever reason, Adam doesn't see it. And it surprises me that he doesn't see this. Because he's done this to Adam before. Right. He's given him something and then just snatches it away. Because he was basically just using Adam as a placeholder until he could get Victoria or Nick or whoever to do what he wanted them to do. Mm -hmm. So, I don't know. I'm just, I'm surprised that Adam isn't skeptical. Um, But I guess for the past however many months he's been talking about how he's a better fit for that role than Victoria. So and they were, now all of a sudden he's not going to, you know, question it because that's what he's been after. But yeah, Victor, Victor is using him. And mm-hmm. the moment that Victoria says either, uh, absolutely not, I'm not coming back. He's still going to snatch, um, uh, Adam out of that role and he's going to find some excuse to remove him. And either he's going to come back to work, or I don't. I don't know who else he would put in the the CEO seat if Victoria doesn't come back. But I for sure think that he is not going to let Adam sit in that position for too long. Yeah, um, I guess because, like you said, if it was too easy, like he gave him a hard time, and then all of a sudden, okay, yeah, you can have a position. I think he would have been skeptical, but they've been plotting. So him and Sally has been plotting to get those two back together, which is probably why he don't feel skeptical because, you know, not like you said, not only did he thought he was a good fit, but the other part of this is that he, they've been plotting this anyway. Mm -hmm. So he figured that it was going to be inevitable, which at the end of this, he's being used and it sucks because you know, I, I like I've always said to you last year is that I kind of wish that he just would have stepped out and did his own thing. Now it looks like they're having Victoria step out and do her own thing with Ashlyn. Mm-hmm. What do you think about that? Do you think that because some people think Victoria is playing him? I know I can't. I can't tell. But so like what I was saying yesterday. Mm-hmm. She she's already done that where um, 
she made Ashlyn think that she was going to run away with him and then basically pulled the rug from under his feet and was like, no, I was just trying to get you to basically sign whatever it was that they had him sign. I, I can't remember what all it was, but it's like she's she's already done that with him. So I hope that this isn't another round of her trying to play him because why? Like, what's the point now? Mm-hmm. Like, either I want them to either put Ashlyn and Victoria together, mm-hmm. like, as a for real couple. He's not trying to use her for something. She's not trying to play him or use him for something or just have them break up and let them move on to other people. Because the back and forth between them doing the same thing to each other, him constantly lying and then her being skeptical and then you know setting him up for something mm-hmm. like that's starting to get old now <clears throat> mm-hmm. so as in real life if this was my sister I would be telling her to run for the hills from Ashlyn because of the amount of lies that he's told her and how big some of those lies were but in so playing I want to see them together because I think they're good together my thing is, is that Victoria is doing exactly what her parents do. Mm-hmm. Um, she picked a man like Ashlyn. Why? Because he is like Victor. Mm-hmm. Even though Victor can't stand him, he's only mad because he got played in the chess move. That's all this is. Um, and Nikki does this all the time with Victor. So for her to be like, I can't believe she's with such a man who would lie to her. How many times has Victor lied to you, Nikki? Right. <laughs> so, if, and then she was like, all he's going to do is hurt her and he need to get away from such a violent man. Victor has bodies. Okay. Victor has, you know, a history. So it seems like you said with the whole thing, well, you like about Jill not being hypocritical. Victor and and Nikki are the epitome of hypocrites because your daughter is only doing exactly what she saw her parents do for years. Mm -hmm. And she picked the same man just like Nikki did. You know, I mean, Victor's just ruthless, controlling, manipulative, play games, you know, and he do it all in the name of family and love and all that type of stuff. And on the flip side, Ashlyn Locke, because, and that's why the two of them got along for a period of time, meeting Victor and Ashlyn, because they both are alike. Yes, they are. You know, so... Yeah. And for real, I mean, they they keep calling out Ashlyn for all the stuff that he's done. How come nobody ever calls out Victor for not calling the ambulance when Ashlyn was having a heart attack? He Thank was literally you. dying in his house. And this man held that contract over him, basically telling him, I'm not going to call the ambulance and save your life unless you sign this. Exactly. Like, how deplorable was that? <laughs> but yeah. everybody seems to have blown past that fact. Yep. Yeah, it's just it it's it's crazy to me that you know. Um, I don't get it. Uh, yeah, there are so many opportunities to stick it back to Victor, mm-hmm. but they don't use that. 
you know, Ashland should be, you know, but wait a minute, but Victor did get his D again. He said, I should have just let you die at that point. Did you hear that this week? Yeah, yep, I remember hearing him say that. Yeah, oh, I should just let you die at that point when, you know, you were having a heart attack in my front room. And I'm like, oh, but you can do that. Right. You, you talking about trying to kill somebody. This man just happened to fall in love with your daughter. Yes, you know, he got his hands on the company or whatever. But you talking about a man's life. So who's worse? Right. <laughs> but nobody ever brings that up. Nope. It blows my mind. It's crazy. It, I mean, even Ashlyn himself. Yeah, you know, yeah, he never talks about it. He never like, even be the one thing that I would tell everybody. Like, mm-hmm. do you guys realize this man refused to call the ambulance until I signed over my company to him? But the problem like, with that, the problem with that is, is because the way that they've written it, that everybody hates this man. Mm-hmm. There would probably be somebody that would say, "Well, maybe he shouldn't have." You know, it's just that crazy. Yeah. I, I wouldn't put it past the writers for that for them. Even if Ashlyn had to stuck up for himself, for them to have one of those people, whether it was Victor or anybody else or Nikki or whoever is listening to say, well, maybe they should have. It's just, it sucks because this man, I mean, you can't say all of those things about the um, the best friend and the whole Will situation because y'all still decided to be around Ashland and Victoria married him after she found out all this stuff. So all that goes out the window. Why are you mm-hmm. bringing that up now when y'all signed up for it when you find out about it? Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Yep. So they tell me, I can't believe you did these things. And that's what kills me with Kyle. Kyle just came back. You're not getting the whole story. You know, and he's mad. And granted, you know, he gets the right to do what he wants with, um, you know, his son or whatever. But the crazy thing about this is that they don't realize that Victoria and and Victor allowed this man to be in the family. They they didn't want nobody, Gaines, Billy, uh, Nicholas because he was trying to keep that wedding from happening and they did everything possible to stop them from interfering so now when it blows up in your face then now all of a sudden you want to bring up the past you knew what he was about from day one right so yeah, yeah they, they killed me with this storyline you know and um, hypocritical they're the biggest hypocrites in this whole on this whole soap to me. Because they act like they don't do nothing wrong. Right. Yep, they want to act all innocent and you know like they're just like they're the um, the saints of Genoa City. Right. They do all the dirty work and then when they get one-upped, then all of a sudden that person is horrible. And yeah, we're the, the worst person people. on the, the face of the earth. Right. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but poor Adam. I just, I hope, I just really, truly hope that he don't get caught up in the crossfire. Now, remember I told you the other day, I said maybe they're trying to start a corporate war. Now, mm-hmm. 
for the, and I mean, you know, you and I talked about it, but for the people that's listening. So if you notice, they they got a new merger with um, <coughs> Hamilton Winners and Chancellor. Then we got this Marchetti and Jabot merger that's on the horizon. Newman is now got, you know, they had now have Adam, the CEO, trying to run that. You know he's ruthless. Mm-hmm. And then now we hear Victoria and Ashland starting their own arts and media business to try to compete with everything else, right? Mm-hmm. I would, I would love that. Yeah. I wouldn't mind seeing kind of like how it used to be back in the 90s where you felt mm-hmm. like they were always battling some type of business deal or there was some type of competition going on. Same thing that we would say about Bold and Beautiful and the fashion mm-hmm. houses. Like, yep. I would love to see those bit businesses um, get into some type of, like, good competition. That's why mm-hmm. I hope that they're not, you know, trying to destroy Chancellor and the Chancellor Winters thing. Like, I want them to be able to get involved in, like, this kind of stuff. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I would love to see that because Billy got, and I don't, I think um, I told you about that, about the Billy getting his face handed to him mm-hmm. by Adam. Yeah, you did. Yeah, <laughs> I, I missed it. I that was hilarious. So <clears throat> at the end, you know, because um, this is right after Victor had told him at the lunch party that he was making him CEO of Newman. And so he happened to run into Billy and Billy was like, you know, um, I don't know if you got a chance to see our launch. I'm surprised to see you here. And Adam was like, well, why wouldn't I be here? It's not, you know, it's good to kind of get a look at what's going on with the competition. And so Billy was like, well, be prepared because we got a lot of manpower and we got Chancellor behind us and we're, we're going to come after and be, we're going to come after, um, the media side and we're going to run your company in the ground and adam was like well and i hate because i like the moments that i saw so i'm paraphrasing it and i think i did a video clip of it but um he said what he actually told what he actually told i want to make sure i say it right he said um don't worry about it because of the fact that I am the new CEO of Newman Enterprises and I'm going to be buying up because he said he was going to be um, buying up some of the media companies away from you. So, you know, uh, he said be prepared or something like that. But I can't present the moment like he did. And if I, I, I think I got the clip, so I'll send it to you. Okay. Are you there? Hello. Can you hear me? Okay, I can hear you now. Okay. Yeah. Girl, I was like, oh no, I lost. It. <laughs> no. Yeah, I'll I'll have to go back and watch that clip. That would have yeah. been it would have been satisfying if we didn't know that he was being used. Right. That kind of that, that takes the air out of the the room for me. Mm-hmm. When it comes to that, because we know Victor is using him, and right. in a couple months he's going to snatch him out of that seat, and we'll hear, I'm sure, Billy kind of picking at him about it. Mm-mm. Yeah, well, 
it's just so unfortunate because I, I mean, Nikki is a part of it because he was like, oh, you know, and he was gracious about it. You know, I'm looking forward to working inside you as co-CEO. And she was mm-hmm. like, oh, no, I'm stepping down. This is what for me and Victoria to do. And I'm going to go back to COO. And he was like, oh, OK, cool. Yeah. <laughs> so, <laughs> Which surprised me that she did that. Girl, because Victor has sold her on this crazy manipulation scheme. So, because, and I gotta say, when he had a conversation with Nikki at Society, you know, Nikki was like, what if this don't work? You know, yeah. you doing all this, and what if she don't come back? Then what? Now you got Adam in charge. Yeah. And then, yeah, go ahead. Oh, no, you're fine. Yeah, and then, you know, uh, Victor is like, oh, no, you know, she, we know Victoria. She's all about Newman. I'm like, yeah, okay. I wouldn't be surprised that, um, you know, Victoria would be like, forget it. I don't care. And then you'd be looking real crazy. I'm hoping that that's what happens. Me too. Like, I really want to see her and Ashlyn start a new corporation, a new company together. Mm-hmm. Yep. So and then, that would be interesting though, and be competition at that. Yeah, and then I would love to see. So when Adam realizes that Victor is using him, mm-hmm. I would love to see Adam just finally decide to start his own thing, which mm-hmm. we've been we've been saying that since this podcast has started. <laughs> right. Yes, I want him to start his own business. Now, what do you think about Sally being COO of Newman Media? Um, I'm, I don't know. I mean, I feel like these days the soaps is just giving everybody a job in the corporate world. So yeah, apparently she, he, he has faith in her. He's smart. He's a, he's a business guy. So if he thinks Sally can run it, then maybe she can. I will say that those two, I love them on camera. They finally told each other they love each other. I know I, that was uh, that was a good scene. It was. I don't. Do you remember Adam? Did Adam actually say he loved Chelsea like the way he said that to Sally? I don't remember that like that. Um, I don't know about Chelsea with Sharon. Sharon, maybe, yeah. yeah. But I, don't, I don't specifically remember uh, with Chelsea. Girl, that moment was so... It was like, dang, are y'all sure y'all not dating in real life? I know. Because <laughs> I know he was dating Sharon Case. I don't know if they're still together. I haven't seen anything. Oh, I seen they were. I didn't realize. I, didn't, I don't know. I'm, I'm thinking they still are. Oh. And um, as for Courtney Hope, she was married for like the better of a few days. And then they broke her, her and Chad Duel broke up and yeah. was like, that was crazy. I saw I'm that. Like, what happened? I know. I was curious about that too. They were married for less than a week. And they had a it was a really cool wedding. Yeah, it was like a gothic type wedding and a lot of the cast members went there. I don't know what happened. Something big had to happen in order for you to stay married for less than a week. But um you know, I, I it wouldn't surprise me. They would be probably a great off-screen couple too. But I, you know, if he's got things going with Sharon Case, I don't want to interfere. Like I said, the soaps is one thing, but in the real world, I don't condone cheating. So, um, yeah. 
But um, yeah, they finally told each other they loved each other. They need to go ahead and get married or something. That would be a crazy wedding. It would drive Chelsea insane. Yes, it would. I wonder would. who would show up to the wedding though. Because <laughs> neither one. Of yeah, them, that's that's a good neither question. Neither one of them have friends. I, I mean, Nick and Victor. Probably the Newmans. Maybe Jack. Possibly Abby. Possibly Abby. Um, but as for like anybody else, nobody's on on her side because she ain't got no family and nobody likes her. Now, I will say the interaction between her and Summer didn't go like I expected because they were really volatile to each other when, when Hunter King was playing Summer Newman. Mm-hmm. But it seemed like this girl, um, this version of Summer, mm-hmm. she was a little bit more relaxed with Sally. Did you notice that? Um, I, I guess I felt like she was still being kind of a little bit snippy with her Mm -hmm. and it was it was kind of like why go up to her if you're not going to be genuinely nice to you know what I mean right she was going to go over to her and and, you know kind of and say something like let's bury the hatchet or whatever start fresh something like that cool but I I felt like she was still kind of snippy with her Okay, who was snippy with you talking about Summer being snippy Summer. with Sally? Yeah, okay. Yeah, I, I mean, yeah. Then, I, I mean, I guess Sally wasn't, Sally was just responding to her. Right. And, and she the other to Sally. It, so it was like, why mm-hmm. go up to her if you were just going to go up to her to be, you know, a little smart ass, smart aleck, sorry. Yeah, but, I think that Hannah King bought the pettiness, though. Yeah. You know, whereas this, um, uh, I forget her name. Uh, you know, she's new. I'll eventually remember it. But um, the new summer, she's more of, she's she got more of a chill type attitude. She's not as in your face petty like she was when Hunter played summer. Mm-hmm. Um, I can see that. Yeah, it's a different version. Kind of like uh, Taylor. You know, Taylor from The Bold and the Beautiful. You know, when we had Hunter Tylo, Hunter Tylo was in your face. Whereas Krista Allen is more softer when she speak and more try to calm the situation down type of Taylor. It's I a little bit of a like, difference. I feel like she's better at the, she's better at doing subtle digs than the, yeah. the new Taylor. Right. The old Taylor, I feel like, will fly off the handle. Correct. Like you realize you're making yourself look insane right now. <laughs> exactly. And you know, when when it comes to psychology, you Krista Allen plays the better psychologist or psychiatrist Taylor than I, Hunter Tadlow did. I agree. Yeah. It looks more realistic coming from Krista because she she comes at it of let's think first. Yes. And like you say, whereas Hunter came, Hunter Tyler came off as reactive. Yeah. So I get you. I um, know what the okay. new summer looks like to me. Mm-hmm. It, and it's, for weeks, I've been trying to figure out, like, why do I feel like she, I've seen her on something before, but she looks like um, a young, I don't know her name in real life, but the actress that plays cricket. 
Oh, um, Laura Lee Bell. Yes, I think she looks like uh, she kind of resembles her a little bit, like they could play sisters or something. Oh wow, I never thought about that. Yeah. Okay. Um, the only other quick storyline was they recap Tracy and Ashley from over the years. I don't know if there was their anniversary on the show or something, but they kind of, yeah, that came out yesterday's episode, I think. You didn't see that? I saw it. Yeah, so, yeah, they spent the recaps, like those kind of recap memory going down. You don't like those? No, not normally, but I sat through yeah. that one. Yeah, I mean, the whole episode was dedicated pretty much to them. Mm-hmm. Um, it was, you know, it was nice to kind of see them from back in the day and all, but, you know, it was, a, it was, that's all I can really say about it. You know what I'm saying? It wasn't really nothing to recap, just the fact that, you know, we actually got to see over the years their history with each other, the history in the family, the Abbots, stuff like that, you know, because they was trying to get um, Allie up to speed with what was going on. So I'm like, oh, okay. Yeah. So on the Young and the Restless um, Instagram page, it says that they're celebrating the Abbots' 40th anniversaries on the show. Okay. So 40 guess- years. So what is that? That's in 1982. Okay. Wow. Okay. I knew it had to be something because when they do stuff like that, it's somebody's anniversary. (laughs) Yeah, it usually means something. Yeah, so. Okay. All right. Um, I guess that's all we got for we want because I want to make sure I, you know, I want to take up all your time. But um, did you have anything else for the young and the restless so we can go ahead and jump on the bow and the beautiful? Um, I don't think so. The only okay. weird thing okay. is I feel like they're going to try to start something between Chelsea and Kyle. Girl, that's so crazy. I don't even understand. I saw that. I saw some rumors about that, how they might try to, I'm like, what What are you thinking? What, just go find her a new man. Yeah. It's bad enough that she was thinking about Ray, and then that ended, and she got all guilty behind that. And now Kyle? Yeah, on. another married man. Like, why? And I like Kyle and Summer together, so I don't, yeah. I, I don't want to see them. I don't want to see their marriage go down the tubes already. It hasn't been long. They've only been married for what? A year? A Something like that. Yeah. They got married right before Victoria did. A day or so or whatever oh, it was. Right. Yep. So it hasn't even been maybe a good eight months or something. Something yeah. like that. It was in the fall. Yep. Um That was it. That was the only other the only other thing I noticed. And then I will say one thing that I've been complaining about over the last several weeks is the fact that this Marchetti deal, how Mm -hmm. Summer rushed this thing through. And I was always talking about how is she going to even get approval or whatever from Angelina Marchetti. And sure enough, we got it this week. So she finally said that Angelina wants to get rid of the whole thing and go and leave. I'm I'm like, y'all got to transition that out. 
Trish and I was talking about that for the last three or four weeks. It's like, how is mm-hmm. Summer going to pitch a deal to a company that she don't own? Yeah, it seemed like the writers just had that going on in the background. Because mm-hmm. so like when she when Summer first brought it up, I felt like she was bringing it up more as like an idea. Like, this is what I found out, and this is my idea of how to fix it. Knowing that, of, yes, of course, I have to talk to Angelina. We've got to talk to Jack and, you know, the different, the, the details have to be figured out, you know, if it can mm-hmm. be a possibility or not. I just, I guess I just felt like they were doing all that in the background because they didn't want to, excuse me, make too big a deal out of that storyline. Mm-hmm. Because I, they I, they figured ultimately it's going to end in Jabot, you know, buying out Marchetti. So let's not waste too much time on it. We'll just, you know, have it play out in the background as much as we can and she'll just talk about it kind of thing. That's how I, that's how I looked at it. Okay. Well, you know, um, yeah, I'm just glad they put all the puzzle pieces together mm-hmm. because, it, I mean, she was picking what she was going to do. They pitched it to the Jabot board and all this kind of stuff. And then, you know, and I'm like, Girl, you don't even own the company. Did you even talk to your boss? And then this week she decided to talk to the boss and, and say whatever. And so, okay, I'm like, finally, they put the pieces together. So, yeah. but yeah. that's all I had. All right. All right, let's go ahead and move on. Huh, go ahead. I'm sorry. What'd you say? I was just saying I, don't have, I didn't have anything else either. Okay. So let's go ahead to the Bold and the Beautiful for the week of June 13th through the 20th. The 20th? The 17th. <laughs> <laughs> the 20th is Monday. The 17th. Um, Hope confronted Donna and Eric about their affair. Sheila escaped from prison and learned Finn was alive and well and being cared for by Lee. So, let's talk about this affair with Donna and Eric and the patheticness of Carter. I, mm. Girl, I can't. I just <laughs> oh my yeah. god I'm like Carter go away I'm I'm it's like yes. keep coming around fainting you look thirsty yes he absolutely does you know and then when and, and Quinn ain't no better because even though she she says that you know I want to you know be true to my husband she also trying to prevent him from moving on, meaning Carter. And it's like, you you don't have a place to do that. Right. I mean, I don't care who it is. If he do decide to go, which is the wrong thing to do, because you know where your heart is or what you've been thinking about, and you just going to marry Paris just because. It's just not a good look, writers. I, I can't stand this. Oh, I hate this storyline. Yeah, I don't. I don't understand why they continue to make Carter look as if he is not capable of pulling a woman. Right. In a building, a building full of models, uh-huh. a building full of, I'm sure, executives, female and... executives. Why are you pining after this married woman who Carter has said before he wants to start a family? Right. I mean, I guess they could have a family as far as adoption is concerned or maybe if they did fertility treatment so 
But does Quinn even want more kids? You know what I mean? I don't know. That girl don't want no more kids. Yeah, Chirk's son is grown. He is a grown mm-hmm. adult in his 30s. Exactly. Like, has that even been discussed? So, or are you just going to, um, I don't know, maybe he's thinking, well, I, I don't need kids as long as I have her. So I'll give up on that part of the, you know, me wanting to raise a family if it means that I can be a queen. Like, none of this makes sense to me. <laughs> it just doesn't. And the whole, him in Paris, even, like, she, the actress, the way they, the way they dress her, like the mm-hmm. way they style her, mm-hmm. her clothes, her hair, she looks like a child to me. Mm-hmm. She looks like she could be about 15 or 16 years old. Mm-hmm. So it's hard for me to watch them um, put her and Carter together in a romantic setting because... I feel like I'm watching him with a teenager. So if they're going to move forward with this whole thing with them, writers, producers, stylists, please change up the way she is styled and make her look a little older. Because right now she looks like a kid. And I I know that she's not. I know she's not a kid, but I wish that they would present her more like an adult. Like they can still give her a quirky style but make mm-hmm. her look like an adult versus a high school kid. Right. So, I don't know. I just, I just can't, I can't get behind that couple either. <laughs> and there's yeah, so many I mean, other options on that show for him. Like, why did they cut it off with Katie? Why didn't they put him with Donna? Yeah. You know? I don't know. I don't know. I just, it just sucks. The only storyline that I'm really truly interested in right now is this whole thing with um, Sheila Carter. That's it. And the, because of the dramatic effect that it brings. You know, I know a lot of people don't like her. They can't stand her. There's been roving conversations that's been going on for the last several weeks about who fault it is in that alley. Mm-hmm. I mean, that's been carrying the show. This mm-hmm. whole thing, they should have never revisited the Donna situation with Eric. Mm-mm. Let that go. They could have left Quinn and Eric together. And then, like you say, why not? If you're going to try to put Carter with somebody, put Carter with, um, you know, like you said, Donna. Yeah. I mean, seriously. Put Carter with Donna, left Paris with Zenday. Yep. Only, uh, there is one thing that I got to say this week, and I normally don't do this, Mm -hmm. is... Whoever the stylist is on that show for mm-hmm. black women's hair, mm-hmm. they need to have a conversation with them. Mm-hmm. And it's not because of the fact that, you know, because Paris wears her hair. She's been, you know, wearing her hair colors. And it wasn't even about the color. Whatever. I mean, it was so frizzy. It was sticking up. It was fresh. I was like, how are they going to let this girl go out there looking like that? And it, it's just so unfortunate because of the fact that, it, you know, if you want to wear your hair in braids, because that's what we do. You know, mm-hmm. I mean, I've wore my hair in braids long, stuff like that. So I have no issue with that. But the fact of the matter is that they, um, it 
they could have maybe retreated it or refreshed it or something. Did you notice her hair this week? Um, and you probably I didn't. Guess I, d- I guess I didn't. Okay. Well, I did, and normally I don't, you know, because I'm like, no, let's not talk about people's hair and things like that. I just some, and I've even said that about. We talked about the wigs that they used to put on mm, on Zoe, on Zoe, mm-hmm. Maya. My, yes, yeah. When you got a sister, a sister show across the park, who knows what to do with Lily's hair? Who knows what to do with Amani? Um, who knows what to do with Amanda's hair? Mm-hmm. You know those actresses and any other black actresses that come on this show. Why don't y'all know what to do on the bold and the beautiful side? It's just crazy to me. Yeah, and I if wonder, Diamond, huh? I wonder. I'm starting to wonder if it's the show or mm-hmm. if she is doing her own hair, like getting her own hair done outside of the show. I don't know. I don't know. It's just that girl, I've seen pictures of Diamond and the girl is gorgeous. She is very, she's very gorgeous. Yeah. You know, and I mean it was the same thing for the girl, um, Kiara Barnes who played Zoe. They, It's almost like y'all in the clothes, like remember for weeks they had that girl on with that dress with them freaking snakes on it and stuff like <laughs> yes. that. And I'm like, what are y'all trying to do? Yeah. You know, and like you said, the way they present her, it makes her look like a TV bopper when the girl is grown. She's an adult. Yeah. Girl, I... Mm-mm. They I, straighten... I Go ahead, I'm sorry. What you say? I was just going to say, I don't... I don't know. I don't know. I don't know what to... What to say about the way that she is styled or the way that she or the the stylist choose to do her hair. So I'll say this. The the my main my main critique mm-hmm. would be the way they do her edges. Oh. I feel okay. like they do I feel like it's too much. Mm. Like I don't I don't mind like the, when people get, you know, do the little creative things with their edges. Talking about the baby they, hair. The baby mm-hmm. hair. Mm-hmm. And they do it right. Mm-hmm. It's cute. Like, it's right. really cute. But I I feel like with hers, it was almost hard to tell that that was... Um, a lace front? A, yeah. Or was it her own hair? And it is her own hair. Mm-hmm. But it's just like, she over, she overdoes it. Gotcha. With how they lay her edges. It's overdone, and it can be done better. Is all I'm saying. Right, I got you. Yeah, you know, I don't know what's happening on you know with this whole thing because as bad as going back to the storyline, as bad as they got Carter super thirsty all of a sudden because they broke up, they went back to their lives. Carter, you know, was feeding after. Um, after Paris, mm-hmm. both ways, because it went both ways, because you know, because they had sex twice, so maybe mm-hmm. three times, and then all that goes out the window, and you back fiending over, over Quinn, right? It's just, it's just not a good, it's just not a good look. When he put that ring <laughs> on, on Quinn's hand, mm-hmm. on her finger, 
Mm-hmm. I was like, come on. Girl, it was just, it was too. I said, I can't believe this man is doing this. <laughs> I was so annoyed. Very. You know, and then when, when, you know, of course, Quinn was like, well, no, Carter, we can't do this. And then he was got mad and took the ring off and was like, I'm going to go marry somebody. I'm like, come on. You're going to do a knee jerk reaction just because when you, I'm so over that storyline. They just, just do what you're going to do with it and let's move on. Right. I'm I'm over it. Tired of Carter whining and complaining and basically being pathetic. I don't know who's more pathetic, him or Donna. Sure, that's a good question because every time you look up, Carter is showing up in the office, showing up at the house, looking crazy, you mm-hmm. know, looking like, oh my God, desperate. It's just like writers, come on. But anywho. So let's talk about Donna. Mm-hmm. Donna first asked him I need you to leave your wife. And then she's like, oh, no, I'm grateful for the time I do have. Right. Girl, like you said, who's more pathetic? Yeah. And well, she really wants is for him to leave Quinn, of course. Mm -hmm. But the minute that anytime that she says something about it and Eric kind of like shuts down a little bit, then she reverts back to but I'm grateful. I'm grateful that you're here with me now and that we get to spend some time together. I'll take what I can get. And it's like, ugh. Have some self-respect. I know, right? Like, literally, you have no self-respect because you're basically giving this man everything he wants, which is basically it's just them meeting up and having sex is what it is. That's all it is. And then when, but when he offered, what did he say? Um, he was like, do you want to go out? You want to go out to dinner? Do you want to go do something? And it's like, have you forgotten that you're Eric Forrester? Right. And you're married? Like, where are you guys going to go out in public together that probably wouldn't end up on, in the tabloids or, you know, on social media or whatever these days that Quinn wouldn't see? <laughs> <laughs> Like, how do you offer something like that? So, uh, this, I don't know. Uh, It's crazy. It's crazy, you know. And what do you think about Hope's reaction to all of this? Because she was so upset with Donna. And then all of a sudden, it's like, well, you know, you really love him, don't you? Mm -hmm. I'm like, oh, Lord. She did exactly what I figured she would do. She, I mean, yeah, she was initially upset, but then, like, after she talked to her, it was almost like she was being understanding and almost excusing it mm-hmm. in a way. Although she did tell her, like, what you guys, I don't condone it. Like, what you guys are doing is wrong and you need to be honest. But I understand because you guys are in love with each other. And it's like, Ooh, okay, yeah. That's what I would expect her to to say because, like I've said before, the Logans will make excuses for any and everything. Mm-hmm. Nobody was this understanding to Quinn. Nope. When she was going through her her issues with Eric, everybody mm-hmm. thought she was the worst person in the world. How can yep. he don't Eric? 
Eric is the sweetest, most kindest, most loving man ever. But, Girl, that's a good point. Yeah. That's a good point. You are absolutely correct because they're trying to give, uh, well, Hope is trying to give both Donna and Eric the benefit of the doubt. Like, oh, mm-hmm. you really have feelings for each other and blah, blah, blah. And, but like you said, they were they were ready to throw Quinn out the dump. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Especially yeah. Brooke. They were disgusted with Quinn. Well, look, here's the thing. She said, um, Hope told Donna, you know, well, Donna told Hope, don't tell mom, don't tell your mom. And Hope was like, have, do you really know who my mother mama? is? <laughs> yeah, but that she only applies that to certain people because she mm-hmm. tried to stick it to, to Quinn. Like, how dare you do that? And everybody was talking about, girl, please. I know you ain't trying to condemn Quinn with your history. Right. But then when Hope says it, it's like she ain't got no room to talk because of her history. Uh, She needed to be talking just as crazy to them as she was talking to Quinn. Yep. But we know Brooke wouldn't do that. We know Brooke not. would probably praise Donna for what she's doing. Of course, because cause she it's... wanted it to happen anyway. Mm-hmm. She was encouraging it. She was, mm-hmm. And so... Um, what was I gonna say? Oh, I can't remember. I was gonna say something else about uh, oh, this is and this is the second time that Donna has had an affair with Eric because the first mm-hmm. time he was married to Stephanie. Yep, so yeah, Donna is not some little innocent, sweet. I mean, she that that doesn't make someone not a sweet person, mm-hmm. but she's not as innocent as she tries to make herself be, because you basically spent your all your romantic ties and relationships have been through affairs. Yeah. Until you know, Eric divorced Stephanie and married her, but it started out as an affair. Mm-hmm. That's true. So I don't, but. At the same time, like, everything that Hope was saying to them, I agree with. Like, she Mm -hmm. told Eric and Donna both, like, you, you should, you need to be honest. And she told Eric, like, neither women deserves this. It's not fair to either one of them. You should be honest with Quinn about what's going on. If you're not in love with her, then tell her that. That way she can move on and you can move on. Yeah, but the only thing is, is that with Donna, she signed up for this. I mean, you know that man was married. Yeah. You knew you were sneaking around. You knew your job, you know. So she got to take some accountability in the fact that the position she put herself in. Because mm-hmm. she could, if, if Eric approached her with this, like, man, you know, I remember when you could give me a rise and get my mojo going. Are you interested in doing that? It would have been up to her at that point to say no. Right. You, know, you married, dude. You know, go finish, clean that unfinished business up and come back. But again, it's a soap opera. So, you know, it, it, she she put, she allowed herself to be in that position. So you got to go with what comes with that. And part of coming with that is the chances of you being busted. Which they will be next week. Good. And Quinn is going to be the one to do it. Girl, I've already seen <laughs> the sport. The, um, I guess it was that, what's that magazine that take pictures of the upcoming scenes? 
Yeah, um, it's out there. Next week, it is on and popping. Good. I'm <laughs> glad they finally get caught because it was getting on my nerves. My and, question is, does that mean that Quinn is going to run back to Carter, though? I, I feel like with the way they've been going, mm-hmm. it probably will because Carter has been all up in her grill about being in love with her and wanting to be with her. So I feel like her natural reaction is going to be to run to, because she still has feelings for Carter. Mm-hmm. Clearly. She's just oh, suppressing, mm-hmm. you know, mm-hmm. because she also still loves what she still loves Eric and wants to be married to him. So I, my question is, is once they get caught, is Eric going to then tell Quinn like this? I thought I for, could forgive you. I thought I could get over this, but I can't. We we just need to go ahead and get a divorce. Mm-hmm. Or is he going to decide that he still wants to be with her like he did last time where he thought that, you know, it was done between them, but then decided that he still was in love with her and still wanted to be with her. And which, of course, broke Donna's heart. Because I think Donna thought that this was it and that they were going to finally be together. She finally had a chance. Mm -hmm. So that'll be interesting to see. Yeah, it will be. Or would they make this going the opposite way where there's drama with this whole thing and it's more of a situation of um, they get into this whole war over Eric, which, you know... Because remember, being the um, matriarch of the family is what Quinn also wants. Yeah, she wants to be Mrs. Eric Forrester. So is she gonna give all that up to be with Carter? I don't know. She might. Just, yeah, I just don't want to see her begging to be with him. Yeah, yeah, it's just a bad her. situation. Yeah, I don't want to see her begging to be a part of a family that detests her. Right. I would just prefer her move on. Yeah, I don't know. Maybe what by herself or with Carter? Uh, either, either or. At this point, <laughs> I don't know. I don't know how that's gonna last. Well, we'll have to wait and find out what the next move is. Yeah. Yep. But um, let's go ahead and dive into this last thing, which is Sheila, and then we're gonna do our flip the script, and I'm gonna let you go, girl. Okay. All right, so Sheila, <laughs> of course, gets help. Uh, Deputy Baker, and that whole interaction between Taylor and Ridge. <laughs> <laughs> what is, I was just looking at them like, this is stupid. <laughs> <laughs> what was your thoughts on that, girl? I... They be making Deputy Baker look like he has no idea what he's doing. Sometimes. Right. <laughs> and it, I mean, that's that's pretty much sums up that scene. Like, yeah, you know, he looked, he kind of looked like an incompetent police officer. He does. It, it was basically just them going back and forth asking, "How could this happen? How could you you guys had her in custody? I don't understand how this happened." And, even with the revelation of there was someone on the inside that helped her get out. Mm-hmm. It, it, I mean, that's still no excuse. That means you guys are hiring people that you didn't do no. any background checks on. Right. Because that guy helped Sheila escape. 
years ago, mm-hmm. like mm-hmm. decades ago. So I don't know. It was just, yeah. Eh. <laughs> yeah, I was. I was just sitting up there looking at them going back and forth, like y'all crazy. <laughs> this is crazy because it's like you say. It does look make him look like you're the most incompetent <laughs> police system <laughs> that you can't even keep Sheila down, you know. But yeah. anywho, Sheila shows up at Lee's house. And I'm uh, I'm assuming that she's been following her from the jail, and uh, but that you know what? But see, that's what happened when you get arrogant, you make mistakes. When that girl went to show up to see Sheila, mm-hmm. and made that statement by saying "is" instead of "were," mm-hmm. meaning Finn. Do you think one thing they do say about psychopaths and sociopaths that they are very very intelligent? Mm-hmm. They usually are. They usually are very intelligent. So she had to pick up on the fact that when you said is, what's up with that? Because, I mean, I think anybody in their right mind, you know, if somebody you think has passed on and you said that they is, you'd be looking at them like, what do you mean by is? (laughs) So it got like someone um, like me, I probably wouldn't have thought anything about it. um, I would have just figured it was a um, they misspoke. Yeah, because I miss I misspeak all the time, so mm-hmm. I probably wouldn't have gave that a second thought. But of course, Sheila caught it. <laughs> yeah, aren't you like it's something behind that, you know? And mm-hmm. especially what, and I think because she's a doctor, you you know you there's certain ways of speech that you talk, and you know I mean like you said, anybody isn't you know people are imperfect, so people are gonna say the wrong things or whatever. Mm-hmm. But this obviously triggers Sheila to kind of keep an eye and follow, you know, follow Lee, which means follow at the house. Now, you and probably over 90 percent of the fan base when Sheila showed up at the house, a lot of people were saying that they she should have just gave some fake imaginary place of where his ashes were. <laughs> yeah. Well, she kept asking, like, where is he buried? Where is he buried? I'm like, just tell me the name of a cemetery somewhere or you know something to get her out of your house uh-huh <laughs> girl goofy but just sitting there looking stupid uh-huh. beeps and noises going off on the machines and stuff yeah but even even more dumb you're hiding someone that everyone thinks has passed away why are you answering your door yeah and then just and and opens it wide open <laughs> yeah and and it was Sheila Carter you know yeah. and Sheila was able to walk right in did you see that because she opened the door and Sheila just walked in the house yeah that's why if I you thought. saw Sheila at the door do like Jack does when Jack don't want nobody in his house he'll go open the door and stand outside the door <laughs> I just hate the way the writers put that whole thing together. Like, make it, I I get it, it's a soap. Right. But make it a little more realistic. Like, make it to where Sheila pushed her way into the door when Lee was coming home. You know what I mean? Like, come on. Nobody is going to just go answer their door and open it wide open when they're hiding a whole person in their home that they don't want anybody to know about. 
I know, right? Now, what do you think about this part of the storyline? Because, you know, for for a minute there, they were going back and forth. And, you know, because, of course, Sheila finally saw that Finn was still alive. And she bashed uh, Lee upside the head. Mm-hmm. Lee got up. And now, all of a sudden, they're buddies. It's like, what? So, did you watch that clip that I sent Yes, you? I did. I did. So, I, that... After watching that clip, apparently Lee was just playing Sheila to get along with her. That way, Sheila didn't try anything else violent towards her. Yeah, but you used the phone in the house, which was another stupid move. <laughs> another another thing where I'm like, "You come on, writers!" She walked right outside the door mm-hmm. and and tried to use the phone literally right outside Sheila is expecting you to go to the pharmacy why didn't you just wait until you drove away and then call <laughs> girl that's that's what I'm saying you get in the foyer of the house she's in the room <laughs> behind you and you like come on oh, I need somebody yeah. girl I'm like are you are you crazy or are you crazy yeah so I, I apparently she well I guess that's a little bit of a spoiler yeah, obviously it must be, you know, um, leading into next week or whatever, but. So the, my initial thought without, if I had never seen that clip that I, that I watched mm-hmm. today was Lee is just as insane as she, Sheila. And oh, then of course. My, my also, also, I was thinking to myself, if she is truly worried about the police, what is she going to do when Finn wakes up? Who? Lee. Oh, okay. Because then you're going to have to admit what you did. Mm-hmm. You can't hide that. And the mm-hmm. only way that you would be able to get around it is if you left California, left the country, and you left with Finn. And I Finn think that's what she up. was trying to do, though. Finn isn't going to leave his son. Oh, yeah, that's true. <laughs> that's if he, <laughs> if, But here's the thing. Is he going to even have a memory? Yeah, that, so that's the other, the other, of course, question. Is this, is he going to wake up and forget everything? But mm-hmm. even then, like, how selfish is it of you to take your grandson's father away from him? Because yeah. you just, basically, because you want Finn to yourself and you also don't want to go to jail. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and that's you, crazy. Like, did you think this through or were you just willing to take whatever consequences you got once Finn came to and was nursed back to health, knowing that you could possibly go to jail and lose your, you're going to lose your livelihood because you will lose your license. Yeah. I, girl, I mean, and then she was like, because she did say that this week that, you know, I'm I'm pretty much in trouble myself. Mm-hmm. You know, I'm a doctor. I I put, because technically that's fraud. You, mm-hmm. you issued a death certificate on somebody that's not deceased. Right. So that's fraudulent. She'll lose her license. And it's kidnapping. Yep. And you lied to the mother of his child, you lied to the family, but like I was saying, that girl cannot stand the foresters. 
She, yeah. you know, and granted, I get it, but it was your son's choice to get involved with that family, whether he knew the history or not. Yeah, he and chose. It was, go ahead. I was just gonna say, and and to me, the hate towards the Forsters just bloomed out of nowhere. She didn't. She didn't have this disdain for them before any of this happened. Even when Sheila showed up, she didn't hate the Forsters in. I so think it started after he was shot. I don't know. I think but she got pissed off when she found out how volatile this whole situation was. The history that Sheila had with the, especially being that now he got, like I said, he got a, he got shot. He got a bullet in his belly. Um, I mean, cause I, I, I asked myself if I was in this situation and my son or even my daughter got involved with somebody family that got a lot of baggage, would I be un? I wouldn't go to the extent that she that Lee did, but I would be like, man, I hate the day. But the cause of that, are you still there? Yeah, I'm here. Okay, but the cause of that baggage is Finn's biological mother. Mm-hmm. not someone that's related to the Foresters. Mm-hmm. His biological mother who has mental issues who had, who is psychotic. So even if Finn had married into some other family when Sheila decided that she wanted to pop up and be a part of his life she's still psychotic. She still could have any of this violent, any of her violent tendencies could have come out at any time, regardless of who Finn was married to. Mm-hmm. So the Foresters, they can't control that. They didn't have anything to do with that. That was, Sheila came back for Finn. She didn't come back for the Foresters. So if anything, I mean, really, Finn brought Sheila back into their lives. You know what I do find is interesting though is the fact that both Victor and um, Eric Forrester mm-hmm. they both got involved with when we talk about Diane and Sheila Carter and Diane is not as bad as Sheila. Mm-hmm. Nowhere near. But the first thing they'll think about is how did I ever get involved with they get they bring these women into these shows through these men by sleeping with them, mm-hmm. and then they end up going. You know, I don't I don't know if um, you know Sheila was with I know she was with Eric, I don't know if she was with anybody of the other characters except for maybe James. But even the same thing, you know, with what happened on you know, the other side. It's just interesting to get brought into the family by, you know, one of the the men being with them. Mm-hmm. Um, but like you said, I, I will agree with you on that. It wouldn't matter what family this was. The only issue is, is that I'm, I, my God, I just, Steffi has brought a lot, she has to have some accountability in this whole thing. Um, not just in the alley, but not allowing Finn to make a decision for himself, Mm -hmm. you know, because she, just like what we were saying about Kyle and, you know, Diane and kind of let them, let them figure that out. It would have been up to Finn to decide how he wants to 
you know, move with this situation with his mama. Steffi tried to control that, and the whole thing got out of control. <laughs> so, yeah, I just, I, yeah, I do. I agree with that. I do think that that was definitely should have been Finn's decision. However, Steffi mm-hmm. was never going to let up on her decision to not allow Sheila around Hayes. Um, mm-hmm. So, and we know how we know how Sheila operates. When she wants something, she will keep going after it until she gets it. And if you get in her way, she's going to hurt you to get what she wants. So, so let me ask you this then. When when Taylor came back around Christmas time mm-hmm. and Taylor said, you know what? Let's have her around, but we need to watch her with a careful eye. Mm-hmm. Would you think that would have worked? Because it allows the opportunity, but it's also being monitored. What do you think? No, no because okay. because Sheila, the type of person that Sheila is, is the minute you piss her off or the minute you don't agree with her or you don't let her do something, you don't know how she's going to react. You don't know what kind of reaction she's going to have. Look what she did mm-hmm. to Brooke just because Brooke told her, um, I'm going to make sure that you're, you don't bother Steffi and her family. And she, you know, switched her alcohol out, had an alcoholic drinking alcohol. So it's like you you don't know the type of reaction that you're going to get from her when you disagree with her or when you tell her that she can't do something. So I don't I don't know. I don't believe in once somebody has proven to me that you can't be trusted, which Sheila has done several times over. I'm, I'm not going to keep giving you chances. So I think, in my opinion, I think Taylor overstepped when she told Sheila that she could come over to the house and spend Christmas with them, Christmas Day with them, or whatever holiday that was. Um, I don't think that was Taylor's decision to make. That She should have ran that by Steffi. And then she did it again when after um, they thought Finn died and she let Sheila come over to the house without talking to, to Steffi. And it's like, you that's not your decision to allow that woman to come into Steffi's house when you know how Steffi feels about her. So I think, I feel like Taylor overstepped with Sheila. And in my opinion, I don't think Sheila has, I don't think she has earned or deserved a right to be invited um, into their lives because of what she did in the past and what she is continuing to show presently like she's still showing that she's a psychopath and once you once you show me that there's no there's no compromise with you because you might she might go along to get along in the beginning but Mm -hmm. the more rope you give her the more she's going to try to take until she gets what she wants because she's a manipulator like psychopaths are manipulators and she could she could justify anything if she decided one day that she's going to take Hayes because maybe Finn and Steffi aren't giving her enough time with Hayes and she feels like she could do a better job raising Hayes than they could or that Hayes needs his grandmother, um, maybe she kidnaps Hayes one day because she's also a kidnapper. And she would justify up and down why she had to do it. And, like, those aren't, those aren't, you don't take risks with psychopaths. That's just how I see it. 
Well, well, and that's why I was saying Steffi shouldn't have been doing what she was doing in that alley either. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I but, mean, but even then, like that, she so Steffi was right in wanting to keep Sheila out of their lives because she looked proved that she can't be trusted. And yeah, Steffi was dumb for being in that alley, but again, Sheila still made she she made the decision to shoot her. Or to try to shoot at her and accidentally shot Finn. But then she made the ultimate decision while Steffi was down on the ground with Finn trying to call 911 to knock that phone out of her hand and then to shoot her to cover up her actions. So Steffi was right all along. Sheila hasn't changed like she said she did. She's still still a psychopath. She can't control her emotions. And she is violent. So why would I allow someone who reacts violently when she doesn't get what she wants why would I allow her in my life or my son's life and the best way to have done that was when she found out what she heard about Brooke is to get the heck out of there go tell your family go tell the police go tell Brooke tell your brother I know what you up to and then come get Sheila instead of trying to go get into a whole argument that whole situation with that shooting did not have to happen it, because it she had both ways though like we should again? say to sheila like that didn't have to happen you could have just ran away she she him steffi up against that trash can she wasn't scared of steffi she could have uh-huh. pushed steffi over and ran right past her I don't know. I guess I'm more looking at it as a preventative. It didn't even have to get that far because she didn't have to be there. She just didn't. And even though it escalated to that point, all because Sheila, I mean, because Steffi decided to approach her, it didn't even, if she just left the scene because she was hiding in the shadows, Sheila didn't even know she was there. Mm -hmm. You get the information you get out of there. Go catch your husband. Because the only reason that Finn was there was because he tracked her there because she was busy going back and forth with, with psychopathic Sheila. So mm-hmm. my thing is, once you got the information that you needed, get out of there. So it won't get to a situation where it got to. It yeah. didn't have to get yeah. there. It would That would have been the smarter thing to do. But we we also know that once Sheila found out Steffi told everybody what she did, what would her next move have been? She would have we will never know. We she would have figured out a way mm-hmm. to get revenge on Steffi because Finn was done with her. Finn was was he he was pissed off when he found out what Sheila did. So she would have blamed that on Steffi and her next move would have been to ruin Steffi's life or do something to get rid of Steffi so then she can have another chance with her son. Just like she, you know, did what she did to Brooke because Brooke was threatening her. I guess, you know what, I'm wondering why they even did that because I thought that was going to be her exit when she was pregnant because I'm like, okay, maybe the girl going to be in a coma, they'll send her away to a specialist and then bring her back. She got healthy and then took a leave of absence. And then they brought Finn back. So, Because originally I thought they needed to do that whole scene too. Mm-hmm. Because of the fact that Tanner Noblin. I know he's doing some stuff on 
streaming services and doing some acting over there. So I thought maybe they needed to do that to end him off of and the show. And he just had a baby, but obviously that wasn't the case. So I'm wondering why did they even have to even go through all of that? Or did the writers even just decide to backpedal with this whole thing and say, well, we were going to get rid of him, but the fans were pissed because they were pissed off that fan was cut. Yeah. I feel like so, it was a backpedal, even though Tanner Noblin said he knew all along that he was coming back. Yeah. that's a, Oh, so he did. So why did they even do that? I feel, I don't know. I feel that's like, crazy to me. I feel like the way they wrote this whole situation could have been done way better. Yeah. Something mm-hmm. that made more sense than what, what was put together. Yeah, it didn't make sense to me. It really didn't. And, you know, because I was like, I, I said, oh, okay. Because when she got shot in the alley, I was like, well, they, this must be Jacqueline's exit strategy mm-hmm. to maternity leave. Yep. And then when she woke up and she was like, oh, I'm going home. I'm like, okay, so <laughs> how is she leaving the show? Because I know she was taking some time off. Yeah. And then it come to find out you know, Lee, you know, didn't tell them where the ashes were and she need time away and now she's overseas. I'm like, y'all could have did that in the first place. Right. You know, because I act, like you say, I didn't know that part that you just said that Tanner knew he was coming back. Then why did you kill the man and then took three months to bring him back? What, what was that for? Did he need yeah. a break? Was he doing a project or something? I don't know. Yeah, I didn't get that either. You know, but I will say that it 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 did create a buzz about who's at fault in the alley. And when Krista Allen and Kimberlyn Brown did their IG live, what was that like the second, third, second week of May? Mm-hmm. People was asking them who fault was it of you know the whole thing in the alley. Both Krista and Kimberlyn said Brooke and Steffi. I was actually shocked. <laughs> I just don't agree with that. I'm, I, I don't agree with other people being blamed for someone else's lack of control of their emotions. To, and they react violently. I guess what they're referring to, because there's always a path to an end result. Mm-hmm. So maybe that's what they're referring to is like all of the events that led up to this point, you know, I mean, yes, she could have took a different route, meaning Sheila to say, you know what, I'm running away, I'm leaving the country or whatever, you know, because she has to, like I'm saying, I'm not absolving Sheila of uh, no accountability. Oh, yeah, you not only did she shoot her son by mistake he all she also shot Steffi and she left them for dead and took their rings and wallets and jewelry and mm-hmm. made it look like a robbery so yeah she's responsible for that part but there was also a pathway of how they got to that point and part of that pathway is Steffi now Brooke with the drinking I'm not a fan of that storyline where they threw her off of sobriety I, I didn't like that at all. I, mm-hmm. I don't know why the writers decided to go there with that. Probably just so they could set up that whole thing with Deacon. Oh yeah, that's true too. Because we, you know, what they gonna? That's the other thing. What are they gonna do with him? Put Deacon and Quinn back together. I mean, something. I don't know. I need Deacon to. I need them to do something more with Deacon than him living in the closet. 
at that restaurant <laughs> because how even if even if they wanted to put Deacon with Brooke, mm-hmm. like are you are you seriously going to have us believe that this woman who is part of this what multi billion dollar fashion house mm-hmm. who's got everything in the world is going to be in a relationship with a man who lives in a broom closet. Yeah, that's crazy. You know what I mean? Like right. At a, they need to have Deacon win the lottery. Something. Something. Like, do something to boost this man's image. On this now, show. I did hear something because, remember, Deacon is also coming up on The Young and the Restless is helping Diane, you know, um, when they everybody thought she was dead. Somebody mm-hmm. said that, or I don't not somebody, but an article was saying that he's supposed to do a crossover. So that's the possibility too that you know he's gonna pop up in General City all because of this Diane situation. So I would be okay with that, but give him something else than I'm being this saying. guy who's pining after Brooke living in the in the closet of a restaurant. <laughs> yeah. And can we, have y'all talked about, I can't remember if y'all talked about how overboard him and Bill seem to be going when it comes to Ridge and Brooke's relationship. Yeah. I, girl, like they, I, they look super thirsty too. I don't know who look him, do Carter look bad or do, because it's like, you need to, you need to be with her. How could you? You, I'm like, she is why are y'all pushing so hard yeah she's the most amazing beautiful smartest woman in the world I can't believe that you are ruining your marriage over some simple kiss as if Bill would have been okay with that right if that happened (laughs) I know right come on girl that's crazy but um and then the minute Brooke, Brooke told uh, Deacon, like, look, I'm trying to get my man back. You got to go. And you can't come back in. Mm-hmm. And then yeah. wanted to, are you going to let him do, weren't you just talking about how they need to get back together? But now that you are no longer welcome in the house, um, you, you want to try to pull that you're going to let him tell you what to do kind of thing. Like, I thought yeah. you were so concerned about my marriage. Now all of a sudden, right. I- Right, girl, that's crazy. And you don't need to be on my property to spend time with your thirty-year-old daughter. No, <laughs> I know, right? So, yeah, it was a crazy week. I, I mean, I, I will say that we got a lot of content out of this week, even though it, we, you know, had a lot of interruptions from news um, programs. Mm-hmm. But um, yeah, I'm looking forward to seeing what happens next week. It's especially with Sheila and this whole thing with uh, Ashlyn and Victoria, and when he make that announcement about you know Adam. So, all right, girl, what's your flip the script for this week? I didn't really have time to think about okay a flip the script because we kind of we kind of did this last minute <laughs> yeah i'm sorry no it's okay but i'm glad to have you girl shoot uh, um it's this good to fun. have you back what'd you say i said this was fun i miss doing this yeah 
I would say my flip the script for um for the young and the restless would have been Adam maybe kind of thinking twice and not being so happy so soon. Mm-hmm. You know, to say, well, wait a minute, you know, I need to, even though I got the position, I need to stay focused and stay grounded to see if my father is up to anything. Yeah. You know, instead of being like, we did it, and they sleeping, you know, they christening the new office by <laughs> sleeping with each other and all that all kind of stuff. You need to keep an eye on Victor because Victor doesn't make moves without an agenda. Right. You know, so, and and Adam should know that. Yeah, he's too smart for that. He's too smart for that. And as for uh, the bold and the beautiful, I would have, with um, the whole situation with Hope and Donna, I don't think Hope should have been as lenient as she should. I don't, you know, as much as Donna and Eric was trying to say, well, these feelings and I really like and blah, blah, blah. I get that, but you need to be honest. I, I you know, I'm not going to be like, oh, I see that you love yeah. her. And I see that and like, Hope, stop. Because right. if this was Liam, you wouldn't be doing this. Right. You know, if if somebody was sleeping with your husband, especially if it was Steffi, you wouldn't be trying to figure out why that they're sleeping together. Right. You would not be understanding. You wouldn't be understanding <laughs> at all. So quit playing. Yeah. So I would want her to be just as hard as she would be on any other situation the same way it is with Eric and Donna. So. Yeah. And, I, and for people that are saying Hope is a hypocrite because she's not telling. I don't agree with that because I would, if this was my aunt, I'm not going to go run and tell the the wife of the person she's having an affair with what's going on. Like, I don't have a relationship with that person. Hope doesn't have a relationship with Quinn, so why would she go and tell Quinn? I think her telling Donna that it was wrong, mm-hmm. what they're doing is wrong, and that they need to be honest is all she can do. Mm-hmm. I think her, her going and telling Quinn is unrealistic, because I don't think anybody in real life would go tell on their family member unless they just absolutely hated that family member and wanted to be vindictive. Right. Yeah, I mean, honestly, I I can't see Hope running to tell Quinn anything, actually. I don't exactly. even know why people even thought that. Yeah. But I will say that she needs to not be so nice and so soft to Yeah, I agree with that too. To Eric and Hope and um Eric and Donna about this situation because she wouldn't get that same grace to anybody else, especially Quinn when the whole thing was went down with Carter. Yep. I agree. You know, so that's mine for this week. So girl, it was a great show. I was so glad to catch you and you had some time. Yeah. To be able to do this. And uh I know this week. Say it again. I was just saying I'm glad I was able to hop on this week. Yeah, hopefully we can catch you again one day in the future soon. And uh, time is rolling. It's almost July in a couple of weeks. Mm-hmm. So we'll I'm hopefully be done. <laughs> you halfway done. When you, when you done? October, you said, right? Mm-hmm. Yes. The end of October or beginning of October? Um, the middle, like mid-October. Oh, okay. okay, in the fall. Okay. Mm-hmm. And then will you have another deployment after that or you'll be done for a while? Mm-mm, I'll be done for a while. Okay, cool, cool, cool. 
All right, girl. Well, it was a pleasure. And thank you guys for continuing to come back every week and listen to us. We've been going strong for three years now, and I really, truly appreciate it. I know she does as well. And I hope you enjoyed this special treat today because it was, you know, I was glad to have able to catch her and get her to jump on. And uh, Trish, if you listen to this, I hope you feel better. And um, yeah, hopefully we'll be back on next week. What you say? I was just saying hi to Trish. Oh, okay. Yep. (laughs) All right, you guys. Until next week, have a great one. All right. Bye. Bye. Thanks for joining us this week on CBS Soap Dish Recap. Make sure you check us out on our Facebook group at The Young and the Restless, Bold and the Beautiful, Long Haul, Die Hard Fans group. We are 29,000 strong and we would welcome you. Also, never miss an episode. You can check us out on other platforms such as via RSS so you'll never miss a show. Also on Google Podcasts, Spotify, Breaker, Overcast, Pocket Cast, Radio Public, and more. While you're at it, if you found value in the show, give us a rating. If you simply want to tell a friend about the show, that would help us out too. We're signing off for now. We'll talk to you next week. Bye.